0: Yeah, the reviews for this will probably start rolling out Monday after it screens and then we're going yeah, they
1: can't keep an embargo on it. Right.
0: Um and then it'll be released theatrically on October 11th, which is as I'm sure you and all of our listeners know, the birth date of Annie James and Hallie Parker of the Parent Trap fame, a national holiday for me in the in, in my sovereign nation. I watch The Parent Trap every October 11th. Yeah. So, honestly, either we're going to have to go... Well, that... So, I don't know. Maybe... um, Because a lot of times they'll do, like, the New York and L.A. Mm -hmm. release first. So, I don't know if we'll get it here in Chicago the 11th, or we might get it the 18th. Mm -hmm. Depends. Interesting Libra energy. I would not have expected. Right. But we like it. We love an aesthetic, as do Libras. Um, And then it'll hit Netflix on the 1st of November. But we will, of course, see it theatrically, because... We must. We, we must. And we we will. know. We
1: know what our people want. Yeah, we know what our people need. We can't. We
0: can't wait for that. That streaming drop. I mean, we could, <laughs> but we won't. We won't. We refuse. <laughs> uh, well, should we? Should we jump in? we will? should jump in. All right. Well, hello, guys. This is uh, this is another All Points Bulletin special edition of Chasing Chalamet, Normally, a biweekly podcast where we cover the filmography of Timothy Hal chalamet the young Oscar-nominated actor, but uh, as we did with, la- with Lady... As, with, as we did with Lady Bird. Sorry. Start lady Bird's Greta Gerwig's <laughs> Little Women. <laughs> uh. As we did with Little Women, we are releasing a bonus episode about the trailer for The King, which dropped uh, what was it, Monday? No, it was yesterday morning. Yes, yesterday morning. It was Tuesday morning. We're recording this Wednesday... August 28th. Um I believe Will's going to edit it up tight and get it out tomorrow morning. Yeah, hot awesome. and fresh. Hot and fresh. So this is very hot, very fresh content on David Mikod. Uh, David, will go with Miosh, uh, his film The King. A a, a movie that I'm going to go ahead and say I was excited for in the sense that I am excited for any Timothy Chalamet movie. But, Will, this trailer got me very excited for this movie.
1: <laughs> in what ways uh, did it get you excited beyond actually seeing the bull cut in motion? Right. Um, a, a a shirtless anointing?
0: Yes. Oh. Asi- so aside from, like, the thirst yeah, traps, so what... Besides the thirst thing, what got what me excited? <laughs> well, I didn't really know what kind of genre this movie was going to be. I knew that it was an adaptation of... Um, Henry the Fourth, Part One, Henry the Fourth, Part Two, and Henry the Fifth, plays by William Shakespeare. The Henry on. The Henry, yes. Uh, but I did not know, I didn't know if it was just going to be a costume drama, I didn't know if it was going to be like a a vying for power drama, I didn't know if it was going to be like a war movie, and it seems to be all of those things. Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. So, with that in mind, I am someone who gets I will get asked the question like what's my favorite genre of film? and I never really know how to at- or to answer that question because i and it this sounds so pretentious, I don't like saying it. I just kind of like good movies like I don't care what kind of movie they are as long as it's is it it's good. um it's you know as as our good i don't friends, i don't I don't think that's pretentious at all, okay, that's good. like
1: um, I want to see something that is of quality right and i if you say a blanket statement of i only like comedies or I only like Westerns or I only like mm-hmm. romances or, or costume dramas or period dramas, then you find yourself in a corner of defending those things when they're not good. good exactly. And sometimes they're not right.
0: Um, so that being said, I, my default answer, if someone kind of pushes me, will say I, I love action adventure movies just because I think when they're well done, they're kind of the most exciting. If you think about like, In Indiana Jones, or... One example I always come back to is, like, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just get excited for movies that are of high quality, that are well-made, well-written, well-acted, but also have this really great action element to it. And this trailer promises some cool action sequences. Some, like, Game of Thrones-level mud-dirt-slinging battle. The good battles of Game of Thrones. Exactly. Um, so knowing we're going to get that and then seeing some of the the press I've seen around it where I think there was either like an extra or something on Instagram talked about how they filmed like the climactic battle sequence for like multiple weeks and it was just like no, you know no detail was spared like it just seems like they put their whole foot in the action of this movie so to know we're getting that on top of like Timothy in chain mail is almost like too much for me to handle
1: well this is... The the trailer is abundantly obvious that Netflix is throwing all of their money at this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the horse that they're they're getting behind. Yeah, Um, I mean, they want they want literally, literally, there are horses to get behind. Mm -hmm. They want this to be a success, and this is going to be treated with respect Mm -hmm.
0: for the viewer and for the content. Yeah, I mean,
1: um, this is going to be a feast.
0: Yes, and it it sort of seems like we will eat. We will eat so good. So we've gotten trailers for this. We've gotten trailers for Marriage Story, and we've gotten trailers for the long format. So and we have a, we have a trailer for The Irishman too. We, oh, we did get a trailer yeah. for The Irishman. You're right. Um, so I I kind of feel like even though Netflix has kind of been in the Oscar game for like two or three ish yes. seasons now, having Roma win multiple awards, including Best Director, sort of seems like like okay, like now we can be, like we can be legitimately taken seriously. Which then also leads me to think this is why they're doing this kind of like tiered release platform, where they're like doing a theatrical oh, release yeah. and then pushing to streaming.
1: Well, they're they're clearly doing that for the people that are complaining that.
0: Well, I mean, it's only streaming that right. doesn't count as a movie, yeah. And like, I hate to say it, but I, I'm kind of in that camp, like. Yeah. I, I would be a little upset. Like, I saw Roman in theaters. Like, I wanted to see it in theaters. And it needed to be seen in theaters. Yeah. It's a big movie. Like, any movie, I, there are movies I'm more than happy... Like, you know, always be my maybe. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have seen that in theaters. But I watched it on Netflix. I saw it in a theater. You'd, oh, yeah, you went to a screening, didn't you?
1: No, it was fun. Oh, I loved it. That's fine. That's great. But there were there were the Netflix films... What was their, their first nominee...
0: I don't think it was the. Fr- I'm, I know Mudbound was Mudbound. One of their um, They had one. Nom- they had one before then. Let um, me see if I can. With pull Idris up Elba. Quickly. Oh, um, Beast of No Nation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, it
1: had it been in a theater, I probably would have seen it. Mm-hmm. But on Netflix, there's thousands of things, mm-hmm. and it's typically it's harder for me to sit down and watch a movie
0: that I haven't seen before at home. Right. Okay, so I'm looking at Academy Award nominations from Netflix. Their first nomination was for a documentary called The Square. That was in 2014. So there's kind of like a few noms here and there for mostly documentary shorts and documentaries. Um, actually, Beast of a Nation didn't get Academy Award recognition. I want to say... Oh. Let's see, skipping to Golden Globes. I thought I got some Golden Globe. Oh, these are just TV. Well, anyway, um, but yeah, it wasn't until 2018 that we got, like, um, the Mud Bounds, and then what else was nominated? Yeah, Mud Bound was the big one for 2018. Yeah, that that got, like, four. And then last year, it was, like, Roma, Ballad of Buster Scruggs got some nominations. So, yeah, I think that that kind of legitimate, now they're kind of all in. Um, so yeah, it's exciting that we're getting the King as part of this, this new push. So we'll, um, talk me through your thoughts on the trailer before we kind of review and go frame by frame, if you will. This is a film that's right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that is distinctly
1: made for angle Files. Mm-hmm. It is that dark, dingy, medieval feel frankly anything that has this cast in it that i'm I'm gonna get behind entirely mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what to expect I we, we got so little mm-hmm. we got a couple stills before we got the bowl cut yeah. shot we knew who the cast was but seeing it all kind of in action mm-hmm. seeing how everyone looks I'm I'm ready for this right um, yeah the
0: cast is is really great and normally. For a movie like this, when the cast is primarily male, I get mm-hmm. a little eye roly. Um, but Timothy, Joel, Pattinson, Mendelssohn And what I'm just realizing is that the four lead males
1: for this very English film... Mm-hmm.
0: Only one of them is English. Which is... Pattinson. Right. You know... I always think Mendelson is- English. He's Australian. He's Australian, you're right. And you're right. Pattinson's English. Edgerton is Australian. Timothy's American. Sean Harris, who looks like he plays some sort of, um- Sean, Sean Harris is Irish, I believe. Yeah. But like, going just further down the line. Yes. Um, Lily Rose Depp, French American. We didn't see much of Thomas and Mackenzie, who was in no. Um, Leave No Trace last year. She's very good in that. Uh, she's a Kiwi. She's from New Zealand. So yeah, this seems to be a cast pretty much stacked with English actors outside of Timothy or or foreign. Um, but it's not it's not an English heavy film, no.
1: Which there is for covering this period. This has happened before, mm-hmm. like Orson Welles. It's <laughs> not English. And no. is the most famous Falstaff on screen. Yeah. Thus far. Thus far. We'll see how that goes come fall. I don't think Joel will be taking <laughs> Orson Welles'
0: Falstaff crown.
1: Well, it's, so
0: Joel wrote the screenplay, or yeah, he co-wrote, co-wrote, co-wrote it with it. the director. So, Which is good. This is probably the healthiest thing that he's written. Right. recently. Well, I was going to say, he's a very interesting filmmaker. I really enjoyed The Gift. <laughs> I thought he did a really good job with The Gift um boy race i wasn't like crazy about i didn't hate it
1: i thought they were they're both good but they both left me with a i hope you're finding help and i hope that someone hugs you (laughs) uh i don't i don't think i will have that feel from this because we're because the source material is so distinct yes um so
0: have you read any of these plays no. Oh, okay. I didn't. I got a. Theater. I
1: got a music degree, not a theater degree. Okay. So fair. I wasn't. I wasn't forced to. to do the. Complete oh, I have Shakespeare. A,
0: I have a theater degree, and I didn't read any of these plays. So, anywho, um, for those who, who don't know, uh, the plot according to Wikipedia: Hal, a wayward prince, ascends the English throne upon his father's death and must navigate the palace snake pit and in inherited war in chaos. Uh, Timothy plays the titular role. The king, the king, Hal, so then henceforth known as King Henry V. Yes. Um. It from what I've gathered and read, it would appear that Hal is kind of a like a name given to him when people are either trying to like cut him down, or it was like his name in his and then yeah, his name in his youth, mm-hmm. and then King Henry V is like his title given to him when he ascends the throne. So Mendelssohn plays Henry the Fourth, so we must see him die yeah. at some point. Something mm-hmm. must happen to him, which is then when Timothy is adorned in his furs and his, uh, riches and jewels and his precious locks shaved. There is kind of that shot in the trailer where he's got some sort of something on his head and he's like laughing as if he's kind of partying and drunk and he's got the long Timothy hair we uh, know and love. we should watch the trailer. Yeah, Yeah, we we should watch it. Um, but that must be the moment in which he, he gets his hair cut. So, so we'll go ahead and roll through the trailer here and we'll, we'll pause and, and, and stop to talk about things as we, uh, Come to see them. Okay, let's just stop there. So, uh, his accent—I'm so excited. Like in this, the, the 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 depth of his voice here. In what regard? Oh, like I just—I'm already on board. Like I, we in, in our voice becoming a man, Dane. He is. I'm so I'm so happy for him. Like in he's had lead roles and we've covered them. But he hasn't really the bulk of his career is in supporting he's, parts. He,
1: he hasn't had a lead role as an adult.
0: No. Uh, outside of Call Me by Your Name, really. Yeah, which he's He was only nineteen twenty when he yeah, started. Yeah, well, but I mean a character that's an adult. Sure, yeah. This is the first adult mm-hmm. character he's played. So kind of coming in with this kind of like gravitas line delivery with the English accent, like I'm I'm already very excited. <laughs> At
1: first glance, I thought that was Liev Schreiber.
0: <laughs> uh I just want it stated for the record that if Timothy Chalamet ordered me beheaded, I would say thank you kindly. You'd be you'd be upset that you couldn't do it twice. Right. I would it, I I I'm I'm upset that I only have but one head to give. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this whole anointing scene. So we get this shot of him like sitting straight up and we have what appears to be least in his current physical state, the most built he can be. (laughs) He has been exercising. Yes. With that lithe, lean little frame, this appears to be the most muscly we can get him. And for that, I say thank you to his trainer. This is what I call the shot for the gaze. (laughs) So we have the camera at his ass, frankly. Um looking up as the the priest is anointing him and it's just the it's just his back and so, tops the world over are shaking. And,
1: and you sent me a gif of this almost <laughs> immediately. Did you make it or find it or I found it. Okay.
0: Um but it when I was looking for GIFs and or photos to tweet from both my personal account and the Chasing Chalamet account, this was the one the first one oh, I yeah. took. But then I, and you know me, I'm 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 pretty open, I'm pretty, you know, I, I don't have many qualms when it comes to sex, but I felt a little dirty making jokes about this. I
1: mean, this is, this is, this is between, this is very holy. Yes. Any, oh, you know, when a king becomes a king. Is <laughs> <laughs> when, a, when a boy becomes a man. When a, when, a, when a boy becomes a king, it's, this is a very holy, I mean, there's, the priests are all around, and still, this feels fucking filthy. Right.
0: The only person who's had this view... Is Army Hammer and now? Now we're indulging in it. It feels it feels so private and personal. Uh, but I'm glad we have it.
1: Coronation. I'm an idiot. <laughs> there's
0: this there's this gravel in his voice that we've never heard
1: before. Yeah. Also, this is the most solemn Sir John Falstaff that has ever been seen.
0: So it okay. In in my minimal research, mm-hmm. I did. I did read that Falstaff is one of Shakespeare's like most treasured. Oh, inventions.
1: he's, he's like, beloved and typically a fool. Oh yeah, I was like, he's a comedic mm-hmm. character, correct? He's a comedic character. Okay, so we do
0: get a shot of Joel Edgerton, like dancing mm-hmm. beer we'll, belly. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to it. So, but
1: it's there are moments that you see you're like, this is not. The false stuff that you've seen, okay, from your
0: grandfather. This isn't your father's false stuff. <laughs> this is not your father's false stuff. It wasn't your father's hostels, and it's not going to be your father's false stuff.
1: Yeah, Sean Harris.
0: See, like this, like where they light the whatever, the lighting
1: the catapult.
0: Yeah, like I. That was my first thing, though. I was like, "Oh shit, we're like gonna this get is." This. I, I didn't think we'd have war. Right. I didn't think we'd have war. And I think we're getting
1: war. We're getting war.
0: Yeah. So this is the scene here where we see his. So Timmy has the longer hair. Mm-hmm. He looks a little inebriated. He's got some sort of like. It appears like some that's someone's bonnet. I say it's like someone's yeah. bonnet that he's wearing, and he looks. The smile is mm-hmm. infectious, and I love it. And then here yes, we get false staff.
1: There's false. Death. I, I say this
0: is the false staff you're looking it, for. With
1: my that's my body. That's exactly <laughs> what I look like.
0: Will you're going to be so seen in this? film. <laughs>
1: I mean if there's false stuff on screen I'm seeing
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about Pattinson he looks uh, really hot <laughs> his hair yeah we're gonna we when the king comes around you're gonna have to have a separate hair rating right like I'm gonna have to talk about the bull cut and then I'm gonna have to talk about Pattinson's hair and I mean right now it's I'm we're in the four to five peach range. I, I I'd say at you're not least a solid four and Four
1: and a half. Four and, okay,
0: you okay. Yeah. I was worried you were gonna you were gonna contradict me here.
1: No, uh, 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 uh. which typically typically blonde locks on on a dark featured man.
0: Yeah, not doesn't doesn't work. No,
1: this this
0: works. No, I and I I love how and he also n- looks so smooth. He does look so smooth. 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 He looks very smooth. He looks very pale. I I'm really enjoying. The juxtaposition. So I'm absu- I'm assuming here that Pattinson is going to be Timothy's adversary.
1: Yeah, he in this is film. Um,
0: the Dauphin. Yeah, he's he's, of he's France. He is the the son of King Louis. Okay, and and we haven't touched on her, which we we should, because you know, uh, for all intents and purposes that we know, mm-hmm. Lily Rose Depp and Timothy are still an item, and this is the mm-hmm. movie they met on. She plays Catherine. That's the wife. So she is French. But she wasn't like the daughter oh, king so she was the daughter of the King of France. So is she related to, would have to be. the Dauphin? Yeah, oh so he's not the son of Louis, it, it is Charles. So then Robert Pattinson Okay, so it, it is his sister. Mm-hmm. How does that I mean, obviously I don't know the story. So like so he ends up marrying Robert Pattinson's sister, who's Lily Rosa. Unless dad. they
1: just switch it up. He marries <laughs> Marries Robert Pattinson. I would
0: like to see it. <laughs> But yes, uh, Pattinson looks good. I'm I'm excited to see mm-hmm. them face off. He wears the armor well. He wears the armor well. And we're going to get to Timothy wearing the armor soon. I'm very excited. Will come with hail King Henry. So, Timothy walking through the water in his armor and chainmail... Again, he is a. We, we've discussed that He looks like
1: such a big boy with that breastplate on. He
0: does look like such a big boy, and he doesn't look like he's in, like, he doesn't look like he's a high school senior playing the lead in his play. No, he doesn't look encumbered. I mean, He looks. No. He looks, it fits he looks him, strong, but like, he looks. He's, he yeah. doesn't look weighed down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm. Not that I thought he was going to, but I was a little concerned. Is he going to look kingly? And I think we're, we're, seeing, a we're seeing a king. We're seeing
1: a king. We're seeing a king. We're seeing
0: the king. We're seeing the king. <laughs> Oh, I love this shot where he lights up. He's he's in silhouette and he's shadowed, and then he it's... is illuminated. It's very good. And then he's he's walking in. This probably I'm assuming is his coronation. It has to be. It's like we're gonna get a little. Little sex scene. That oh yeah. that's him. Yep. And he's on again he's on bottom. Timothy! He's he puts him on top. You're the king. He you're the king. Be the king. <laughs> Is that him? That appears to be him.
1: We'll make the assumption. For we'll the make sake the assumption of, that this, for the sake of this content, the person. Him. So we're
0: at uh, 127 in the trailer. There is a a figure screaming to the skies in the middle of battle. It appears to be Timothy adorned in chainmail. All hail the king! All hail the king! It's a short trailer. It's only a minute and thirty. But um, like I said, I for going into this movie, don't don't give me too many appetizers. Let me be no, ready I, for I, the meal. Yeah, no, I I was actually this is all we need. I was going to say I feel like we're we're given just enough. This isn't one of those trailers that I don't feel like any like money shots were given no. away necessarily. Um I think we got just enough to get us excited. Yeah. Um people going to talk about this. Mhm. Yeah, I I'm I'm super excited. I'm uh, my, I was I was talking today in my in my friend group chat that I I would love to see a dual nomination season for Timothy, which hasn't been done, I believe since 2004 with Jamie Foxx, when he was nominated yeah. for supporting for collateral and lead for, uh, Ray winning for Ray. I would love to see a season where we get lead best actor nomination for Timothy and then supporting for little women. I don't think that's a stretch. No, it's not. Um, I don't think that's a stretch. And, and I think the, and I think we saw this with beautiful boy. It's going to p- depend on the reception of the films because it's <laughs> rare for an actor to be able to sneak into a race where the movie isn't as well. Like you get Mm -hmm. one or two. Um, and I I would kind of see those from either more veteran actors or, um, a really strong debut that kind of came out of nowhere. But yeah, I'd really like to see, but at this point he's, these are 13 and 14. Mm -hmm.
1: Like he's got a lot under his belt. Mm -hmm. Little women's, Probably going to have a huge reception. Yeah, it's going to be really well received. This has got Netflix's full force behind it.
0: Right, they're not betting on losing horses. No, and I was going to say the so my concerns with it are with Little Women. I'm worried that he will get lost in the reception, and not necessarily in a in a bad way for the movie. More about like I can see Sersha kind of leading the charge as she should. It's a female led movie. I think that like Sersha. Saoirse- mm-hmm. Meryl, Dern, maybe Florence Pugh, um, just kind of, she's coming off a very hot year. I could kind of see her maybe getting a push. It,
1: I mean, it entirely depends on how they want to balance Mm -hmm. their FYC campaign. Yeah. But as far as the men in that cast,
0: Mm -hmm. I think it'll be harder for them to focus on what women they want to nominate. Right, that's true. So yeah, in that sense, maybe it will be easy for Timothy to get a supporting actor nomination for that. I mean, he's, he's proven his worth with Greta, Greta's we, proven to make movies that get nominated. For he's awards. the most.
1: He's the most important man
0: in that plot, right? So if anyone's gonna, going to get nominated, it's him. Yeah. Um, for this, that movie, is amazing. Right. <laughs> for this movie, I think his biggest challenge will just be the fact that the Best Actor race is usually pretty crowded, um, mm-hmm. which is insane because there are just so few Best Actor nominees I ever care about. Yeah. Usually, there's one a year. I can't even think of the last time I agreed with the best actor winner. Maybe Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln. Oh, that was well earned. Right. Um, and I'm I am no DDL fan. Since, but uh, this is true. Um so yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that this is going to be one Netflix this really is, pushes. This
1: is going to be this is going to be a really interesting award season. Mm-hmm. And for us, great. Yeah. We're going to get, we're going to eat well.
0: Right. I mean, the last time Timothy kind of had a prominent presence in the award conversation, I mean, yes, for Beautiful Boy, Mm -hmm. um, but when he, Beautiful Boy, the film didn't get the reception it needed to get nominated for multiple awards. Whereas Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name, I mean, this podcast wouldn't exist without those two films. Exactly. Because he came in with that insane doubleheader. It feels a lot like, of summer, right? And it and it feels like we're heading back into that territory with these movies. And like I like I had said, I was excited for this movie as a Timothy stand. Now I'm just excited for this movie in general. I I think this divorced of Timothy, this movie, yes, is
1: one to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if that if we if we had switched Timothy out for any white boy of the month,
1: I would be, I would be excited. excited about
0: it. Yeah, I am excited at Tim because of the the reasons we were talking about. I'm excited that he. He is not a traditional action lead, and now we're getting him in this, we're going to get him in Dune, where I, I like this idea of Timothy as unconventional action star. I think this might really cue the beginning of
1: what is his actual moment, mm-hmm. and Lady Bird calling by your name was just a, a
0: little tease. Right. You know what I'm realizing, Will? I did not introduce us in the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Which is fine It's fine. You, figure it out. you should know who we are It's it's your host, Dane, and it's our producer and editor, Will Hello Hi, we've been talking for how long we've we been recording?
1: Oh, for about a half
0: an hour Half an hour, alright, well, half hour in, hopefully you know exactly who we are Hopefully if you came to this podcast, uh, The King Trailer Reaction, you were like, I don't give a fuck who's talking about it We just want to hear about The King And hopefully we've delivered on that And, you know, come back later and we'll talk about The King some more <laughs> Right <laughs> Um, do you have any other, uh, thoughts, feelings, opinions on the King or the, the upcoming award season in general?
1: I am, I just want to, I want to buy tickets for this. Mm -hmm. I want to see
0: this. I want to know when it's coming out. I want to see this
1: in large format as soon as possible.
0: You know, Netflix, they will do advanced screening. I saw an advanced Mm -hmm. screening of Oakja. Huh? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it may have been. No, it was an advanced screen, because I, I had to wait in line mm. for it. I'm just trying. I, I can't remember exactly how long it was before it started streaming on Netflix because that was one. Oak was like, it just it just went up. Like yeah. I, I mean, it may have played maybe a few
1: screenings, it, but um, I think it it got it got a limited release. Mm-hmm. It was out for a while. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see where this goes. Um, I just uh, I want it. I want to see medieval drama. Medieval drama.
0: I want to see it. I was watching a really interesting video today about, like, how we watch movies, and I was talking about, like, the transition into streaming. So I was trying to see... Well, I want... I mean, mostly, I want to see this movie without
1: distractions, and frankly, it looks super dark, Mm. and I want to see it in a dark room, so that I can experience that contrast Mm. that I can't see in my
0: white-painted garden apartment. Right. It'll be interesting, because I feel like a huge... I mean, part of the whole push with Roma was you have to see this in a theater. I remember with Roma, it was like the sound design. You just you were not going to get this in your home. With Roma, it was so
1: detailed Mm -hmm. that there are things that you would see on a giant screen, you know, projected through 70mm, that you're going to miss. Like, there are things that are happening in the shops that they are running past that you just wouldn't see on your TV at home.
0: Yeah. There is something for me where... I'm very happy that we have a lot of things readily available on streaming. I'm not anti-streaming whatsoever. I, you and I are both physical media lovers. Oh, like yeah. We both still buy DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnots. I love my digital
1: library, too. Yeah,
0: me too. But there is something about seeing something for the first time in a theater. Now, I by no means am able to see everything first run in theaters. There are lots of things I catch either on mm-hmm. streaming or... Yeah. I'm, I still frequent the red box. But I am excited. Like that's why something I was really excited about with Roma was there was this push to see it in a theater because as my, Roma was my second favorite film of last year. Yeah, I adored Roma. If I had watched it here in my living room, I would be pausing it. I'd be going to the bathroom. I'd be getting food. All I'd things, look at my phone. Yeah, I'd look at my. I phone. I can't not look at my phone. Right. All things that you can leave the movie theater and go to the bathroom. You can leave the movie theater and get food. But there is something. But I didn't do that it. when I saw Roma. Yeah, I mean, and, and this this applies to any movie, not just a Roma or whatever. As someone who is not a religious person, I often compare the movie theater to church. It is a it is a sacred place. It is a place that I go to to get away from the world and or examine the world more fully. And I just don't as much as I you know as much as we trick out our home. <laughs> entertainment systems as much as we kind of build those spaces within our homes as well you're never going to replicate that well
1: there's you can't replicate a shared experience right and you can't gasp with other people and Mm -hmm. react to things and kind of feel the energy of a crowd Mm -hmm. at home right I mean, that's the joy of live theater, but that's also the joy of seeing something in a movie theater. Right. Especially something That's that why can... we go back and see movies we love when they're shown
0: again in a the movie theater. Right. Yeah. That's a good point, because then with those, those are people who really want to be there. I mean, you know, you go, you go see Avengers Endgame opening weekend. All those people want to be there. But you go see a movie that came out 30 years ago. I mean, you just went to the Dolly Parton... I just, I just
1: saw Best of the Whorehouse in Texas on... An original 30 millimeter 35 mm-hmm. millimeter print and i mean people were tearing up people mm-hmm. were singing full voice along with it as you're want to do with a yeah. movie that you've seen a ton of times and for a lot of people it was a
0: real sexual awakening <laughs> the winds of experience are blowing I feel not, like. not 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 for, for me you? not for oh, me okay. this uh a lot of people who saw this as a kid okay it was like a did a lot for a lot of people. All right. Well, I I, I still need to see it. Dolly Parton is a pretty well, big. Come down. on over.
1: <laughs> Let's fill that gap.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that is just all to say that I hope that when the King inevitably gets released in our local landmark theater, I hope I hope there's a crowd. I hope there's a crowd. And there I was hope... a crowd for Roma, but th- I, that's actually what I was going to bring up. I, I hope that when this movie premieres Monday at Venice, they start building the narrative around why the theatrical experience yeah and which is interesting because i feel like with some of the press that's come out about the irishman they haven't necessarily started building that up in the same way they were doing for roma um but that may just be because they were talking about kind of the i think what it is is it's the i'm not entirely sure the issue has been in netflix's court i think it's been more about the theater's not wanting it to go to Netflix so suddenly, and that's why I think they didn't Mm -hmm. strike the deal with AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. I think it was because they wanted a wider gap between when it is in the theater and when it goes on streaming. Because right now, I think it's it's, like, it's, like, less than a month. Yeah. So. But still, I... The... The gap is still bigger than I expected. Yeah. And I
1: expected it to be like, and we're going to release on Saturday in the theaters, mm-hmm. and then
0: Tuesday you'll get it at home. Right. I expected that. I didn't expect there to be nearly a month. Right. Um. And I, I we, we talked about this, but I, I told you that when I saw Roma, it was already available to stream. So oh, yeah. I, it wasn't a deterrent for me oh, I one did, way or the other. I don't know how much longer it was out.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think the the argument is... I mean, I had held off to see the large format at Music Box Mm -hmm. anyway.
0: Yeah. Was that the first time you saw it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I think that people are going to see it in whatever way they want Hmm? to. I think it's about... You know, I, I will they
1: see it because they are they have to, or will they see it because they're getting a notification on their Netflix account that said, "Oh,
0: there's a movie that you might like." Mm-hmm. Well, th- and this is what I always come back to with stuff that's streaming. When I know something's on Netflix and I know it's not going anywhere, I don't have I don't feel an urgency mm-hmm. to enjoy it. There are a lot of shows that I really really like. I really like Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I haven't finished the second season because I know it's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. And I know that movies eventually come to DVD, come to screening or whatever, or streaming, whatever. But there is something about the... Even if it's perceived in my own mind, there's something about the urgency of getting to a theater and having that experience. Again, it's church. It's church. It's sacred. And you want to you wanna experience it with people who... And you want to be able to share that
1: with like-minded people. Yeah. As soon as you can. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, as exciting as it is... To anticipate this movie, it's weird that we just went into an entire diatribe on the uh, streaming versus theatrical release <laughs> platform experience. We love them both. We do. We love
1: them both, but uh, frankly, I hope I hope that it gets a wide enough release mm-hmm. that people that don't live in major cities can see it too. Right. I think there's a pull. Yeah. For for period dramas for
0: war movies, there's an audience for this mm-hmm. in. Middle America. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show that the right movie there will be a conversation about. Bird Box didn't get theatrical release, at least that I saw, and everyone talked about that yeah. movie. I didn't, I never saw it, so I don't know what happened in it, other than I'm pretty sure Sarah Paulson gets hit by a car. But um, people yeah, talked that. about that movie. It didn't come out of theater. People talked about Roma. It came out in theaters. Yep. And it, it, the right movie is going to mm-hmm. make waves. And the, the, the argument people always make for streaming is it it equalizes. There's, you know, people who can't afford to go to the movies. People who have to drive. Tw- I mean, I use. I think about the fact that I used to live in in Central Indiana, and we had a landmark theater. It was the one independent art house cinema, like in the state, essentially. I mean, there's one in like my. There was like one in my college town, but it was different. Um, but and even now, being in Chicago, we have movies open here. One week, two week, three weeks Mm -hmm. before the art house cinema gets in Indianapolis. So the accessibility thing, I totally understand. Oh, yeah. You know, the young burgeoning cinephile in nowhere USA having access to the king as soon as possible is great. But I think that we can't. I know this is not going to play at the movie theaters Mm -hmm. where I'm from. in Southern Illinois. Right. It just won't. Yeah. Because there's, you know, Disney is too busy sacking exactly all their major releases. And again, I love Disney, so mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about that either. It's just about adapt. I mean, it's like I said in that video I watched today. You know, when TV became a thing, production companies and movie theaters were horrified. And now those things exist yeah. harmoniously. So we need to move into this place where. And I mean, I'm I'm a copywriter and brand strategist living in Chicago who just. Happens to have a passion for film. I don't have the answer to this question. But we need no. to figure out how we harmonious, harmoniously live in this era of theatrical releases and streaming.
1: Well, this is so, Will, can you answer this question I mean, it me. is directly related to my job as someone who is an opera educator. Sure. I don't know what the answer
0: is. Right.
1: And I think it's the fact that all of the mediums have to change to be able to live together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, how are you going to save opera? It's not. my My job is to try to share as much as I can. It's just like movies, mm. sharing sharing what is important about that live experience. Right.
0: Well, do we have any closing thoughts other than we're very excited for the king. Timothy looks lean and hot. This
1: is this looks great. This is we're we're going to be talking about this. You're going to talk about it with your friends. You're going to talk about it with your coworkers. You're going to talk about it with your family. Right. This might this might this might come up at conversation even at Thanksgiving. Right. So Like go see this movie. Yeah. Come back. Come back and. Download our episode on
0: the case. Yes, we are going to get that out asap, as soon as we can. Uh, our good friend Josh Elder, who is a, a Timothy Stan and has not been on the podcast yet, he is going to be our guest. We wanted to get him today, but he couldn't be here because of his work schedule. Uh, but you're right. I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm going to go ahead and knock on wood, so we don't curse ourselves. Um, but I feel like we're going to be able to have a conversation about this movie's quality outside of Timothy. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna. It's not going just to be a movie that I talk about him showing up for. I'm very excited. Will, uh, do you want people to find you on the internet?
1: Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Will Bybee.
0: W-I-L-L-B-I-B-Y. Indeed. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheDaneMcDonald. Uh, the show is on Twitter and Instagram as well. On Twitter, we are Chalamet Chasing, and on Instagram, we are Chasing ChasingChalamet. You can email us at ChasingChalamet at gmail.com. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. We recently announced that once we hit 25 written reviews and 50 ratings, we are going to be recording and releasing two special episodes, one on Homeland Season 2, which Timmy stars in, and the Hallmark movie. Well, it's it's Hallmark. I was trying to figure this out. It's a Hallmark movie, but it was released on CBS. So it wasn't a Hallmark Channel movie. So it's a
1: Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yes. That is okay. the, the
0: Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what exactly that means. Can you enlighten us at all? Do it's just know? a
1: made-for-TV movie. Okay. But it yeah. was aired like, on I,
0: CBS. Yeah. Okay. That's just an agreement that they have. Yeah. Um, they used to do those all the time before the Hallmark Channel existed. Sure. Yeah. Um Yeah. I recently found out that I can watch it free through my cable <laughs> uh, subscription. So it is there and ready for us to talk about if we hit those <laughs> <Great>. numbers. So please... <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, so please, please, please give us a rating and a review on that. Um, because I can, I know about it. We can mm-hmm. say our next episode is going to be on men, women, and children. Yeah, That's going to be released with our friend Helen Bogus. We're very excited for that one. And yeah, like we said, once the king comes out, we are going to get that out and ready for you guys and we can share in the love of our, our good friend Prince Hal. Chasing Chalamet is written, hosted, and produced by me, Dane McDonald. The show is also produced and edited by our guest today, Will Bybee. That's me. That's him. Uh, our theme music is by Jacob Horn. You can hear more from him and his band at the Jacob Horn Trio on Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp. Our cover art was designed by Jessica Deal. You can find more of her work at Deal.com. Deal is spelled D-E-A-H-L. And until next time, later.